In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Advent, as you all know, means coming, and coming means preparing. My mother spoke to my wife last week and announced that she and my father are going to come to our house for New Year's Day. My wife tells me, okay, we have to get ready. Preparing for the coming of my mother involves more than sweeping and dusting and putting clean sheets on the bed. A lot more. Advent means coming, and coming means preparing. As it is for my mother and my family, so it is with the Lord and all of us. Advent for the church, of course, means the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And preparing for his coming means preparing our hearts and our lives for the final judgment and the kingdom that has no end. Advent means coming, and coming means preparing. And that's why the church takes time during the Advent season to hear from the gospel about the preaching of John the Baptist. For it was John's calling to announce the coming of the Lord and to urge people to prepare for him. John was, in the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. This was he, Jesus explained, of whom it was written, behold, I send my messenger before your face to prepare the way before you. And so, in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, during the time of Pilate as governor of Syria, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert, and he began to proclaim a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And crowds came out into the wilderness to see him, and his message was clean and hard. You brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee the wrath to come? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and don't even start to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God could raise up children for Abraham right from the stones here. The axe is at the root of the trees. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. A message that clean and hard came through loud and clear, and it put everyone on notice. The multitudes heard John, and they asked, what should we do? And John told them that they should share with those in need. He who has two coats, let him share with the one who has none. Tax collectors heard John, and they asked, what should we do? And John told them that they should be honest. Don't collect any more than you're supposed to. Soldiers heard John and they asked, What should we do? And John told them to be upright. Don't extort money and be content with your wages. A message that clean and hard came through loud and clear, and everyone began to wonder whether John was in fact the long-awaited Christ. But he wasn't. 
I baptize you with water, John said, but after me comes one who is much mightier, the thongs of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And when the Christ did enter the scene, when the Christ did appear in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, well, there wasn't as much cutting and threshing and burning as maybe the message of John implied. Perhaps that's why John sent disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one to come or should we expect someone else? But Jesus was indeed the one to come. He was indeed the Savior, Christ the Lord. That fact, however, did not spare him from doubters, detractors, and enemies. Jesus may have been the Savior, but there were some who thought that he was in league with the devil. Jesus was indeed the Christ, but there were many who thought him a glutton and a drunkard. Jesus was indeed the one to come, but many put him down as the friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus was the one to come, the Savior Christ the Lord, but he was opposed and rejected. He suffered and was crucified. He was put to the test, all the way to the test. And God passed him. On the third day, God raised him from the dead and justified Jesus as the one to come, as the Savior, as Christ the Lord. And Jesus, the Christ, though he be in the heavens at the right hand of God, is going to come again. He's going to come to finish what he started. Advent means coming. Coming means preparing. Jesus is coming again. So get ready. And maybe that's where the difficulty lies. Not in getting ready, but in hearing the message to prepare. There are a lot of ways to get out from underneath the call to prepare, the call to get ready, the will and the law of God. One of those goes like this. Well, all our good works, all our righteous works are tainted with sin. They're like, as the Bible says, filthy rags. True enough. But that can easily become an excuse not to hear the word of God and keep it. Or it could go like this. Well, you know, the law always accuses. Really what John wants us to do is recognize that we cannot prepare ourselves and to throw ourselves at the mercy of Christ who died for our sins. The law does always have the capacity to accuse. But that shouldn't become an excuse not to hear the will and the law of God. Or it might go like this. It's not really who, we who prepare for Christ's coming, but it's God who prepares us. Well, there's truth to that as well. 
But as Dr. Kolb might say, there are two total responsibilities. In justification, for example, it is God who justifies, who accomplishes all things by killing and making alive. He is responsible. And yet it is you who hears the word, who repents, and who believes. You are responsible too. As in justification, so also sanctification. Yes, it is God who gives his spirit, who renews and produces good works. God is responsible. And yet you are the one who does the good works, who freely and gladly does the will of God. You are responsible as well. As in those things, so also with preparing for the coming of the Lord. Yes, it is God who works in us repentance and faith. Yes, it is God who makes us his people. He is responsible, but you are responsible too. Advent means coming. Coming means preparing. And it is you. It is you who should be prepared. Christ could come at any time. The axe is at the root of the trees. The winnowing fork is in the Lord's hand. So now is the time to prepare. What has been overlooked, look at now. What has been ignored, look at now. What has been put aside, look at now. In your hearts and in your lives. And now, if that message has come through loud and clear, you might be asking yourselves, well, what should we do? And perhaps it should go just like John the Baptist does, according to the place that God has given you, according to the calling that he has uh, given to you. So to those who have much, look to those and share with those in need. For those who are in positions of authority, don't lord it over those who work with you and serve under you, but treat them with respect. For those of you who are married, don't take your husband or your wife for granted, but love and cherish them. For those of you who are parents, don't anger your children, but be honorable. And for those of you who are children, including us grown-up children, honor and obey your parents. And since this is a seminary where men come to become pastors, teachers of the faith, missionaries, leaders in the church, where women come to learn the faith, to serve as deaconesses, where there are already ministers to teach, to defend, to preach the word, it is appropriate also to speak about our calling with regard to the word of God. And so I urge you, be faithful. Be faithful to the gospel. Be faithful to the message that God the creator holds all men responsible, that God the creator will indeed judge, that God the creator has sent his son into the world already, to redeem, to send out people, to call people to repent, 
and is willing and able to forgive. Just as you have been forgiven, just as you have been promised eternal life, be faithful. Be faithful to share the word, to preach the word. Advent means coming. Coming means preparing. Be prepared. And when all flesh sees the salvation of God in the person of Jesus Christ on the last day, you, too, will stand and glorify God and enter into the kingdom that has no 